Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome to another edition of Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie and of course uh, SEN Track across the northern part, across the country as well. And the SEN app, we're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts, haven't you jumped out of bed this morning? Flash man, flash man. As always, the fans out there can catch us. Uh, call us on 1342 1533 or text us on 0437 Hit us up on the uh, tweet line or tweet us on Twitter uh, at SEN Tassie. Now, a couple of things, Slash Man. I know you want to jump out of the gates with something early, but I've got a couple early on. I've, I've rolled in here to SEN here in Melbourne, and uh, oh, last yes. night uh, I've got the text line up from last night, and I have busted our friend Budgie Gaben has been texting in. He's texting last night, and I took a little screenshot of it and shot it across to him saying, you've, uh, you've been involved in the SEN, on uh, mainland SEN. Get involved in SEN Tassie. So if you want to get involved, tech, uh, text us on 0437 552 Now, bone to pick, Flashman. Um, I put What's this on that? the radar last week. Uh, the new profile pick for SEN Tassie, the rebranding of SEN in Tasmania, SEN mm, Tassie. Ah, yes, yes. And I wasn't wrapped with the um, the colour and paint job by the um, the art crew in here at, at SEN. <laughs> and to, to be fair, I was flat, flat, flat. <laughs> now... You have run with it during the week on your own personal page. You've cropped it and thrown into your own Facebook page. That, uh, new, that I there. did not. Hang on, what's, just stop there. I well, didn't crop anything. That's, no, you haven't cropped it. You've, you've taken uh, that photo and you've popped it on uh, your own okay. personal, right. as you were, on as your you own were. personal Facebook page. Mm. And you knew that I didn't like this. You knew that I didn't like that photo. And now it's got 120 <laughs> likes and 18 comments, and I have been getting. The um, you know what taken out of me because of what you've done. Do you do you owe me an apology? No, I don't owe you an apology. I'm actually still laughing at your hair this morning. I'm saying you look like Barry Hall, by the way, Mitch. Can we just get a can we get a can we get a screenshot of Barry Hall and Jack Revolt with his new haircut and come back to that? I cannot. I've never seen you like it. Uh, no, look, I look six foot five. Yep. Um, I'm six foot three to I'm 190 centimeters. You're listed. As one ninety four, which I think's mayonnaise, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon you're one ninety one and a half, one ninety two. Uh, no, that was good. No, I'm proud of it. Yep. Good uh, on. Yep. Now you continue to go strength to strength, and it's one of the greatest rises of all time in terms of the radio world. And here at SEN, big. I can well, I can tell the fans out there there is a big, big solo interview today. So of course the Jack Jumpers are playing tonight. 
uh, my state, uh, my state arena, playing against the Cairns Taipans, and they have a um, yes. Well, they have a last a last ditch. They have last a policy ditch. on not doing media on game day, so we thought we'd grab, uh, of course, Josh Adams, the JJ star, and you did a one-on-one interview. You've gone from five minutes on with me and Painey to all of a sudden now you're actually doing. <laughs> You're doing what? Are, what do they call like those big star interviews? It's actually an exclusive interview. David Lithgow goes one on one with Josh Adams, so we'll hear that in the second hour of today's mm-hmm. show. But we have got a big, big show today. We've got AFL Task Force member Grant O'Brien coming on the program. Yep. Obviously, Peter Gutwin is finishing up today's last day's premier. Um, he's been a great support of our show and been very outstanding, forthright with his time and very um, helpful for us. Um, Jack Jumper star, as I mentioned, Josh Adams, and of course, hot or not, my favourite segment. Now, tell me, you are you playing? Yes, I, I am. Did, I did, am, you, did I, you want to play? Like, did you want to play last week? Were you right to go? I am. I uh, no. I, I, Not yeah, quite. I, no, I, I was pretty keen to push, but the coaching staff thought that I'd be better off having another week mm. off. But um, which is a bit disappointing. I wanted to play Maddie's match and everything like that. But um, no, back certainly back in this week. So I'm, I'm, how are you feeling? I'm feeling very good. Very good. So thumbs feeling good. Body's feeling good. Amazing when you don't play football for, for two and a half weeks, how much you can sort of recover and freshen up for uh, freshen up for a game. So looking forward to getting back out there tomorrow night at the SC, at the SVG, at the MCG against the, the Bulldogs who are in a bit of form. i tell you what took my eye in this little article I saw. Now, we all remember when our great uh, friend of yours in particular, uh, Matthew Richardson, went back to a wing. What did he get, third in the brown low when he did that? Second in the brown low? I think. Second. Second, maybe 2007? Uh, 2008 or 9, I think. 2008. 2008, I think. Well, The Duck has written an article in The Age, and it's a good article, uh, about what he would do with Jack Revolt, and he sees you doing it. Now, I was trying to get you to be the inaugural player of Tasmania in four, three or four years' time. Well, maybe he's trying to freshen you up and play you on a wing. <laughs> Is this going to extend your career? Uh, well, I can tell you one thing right now. There is no hope in hell in me playing on the wing. <laughs> I was watching the game last night. And the wings, uh, Ed Langdon, he's a wingman for Melbourne, and we'll get on to the, the, the game of football last night. He runs 16, 17 Ks a game. That's three yep. games of running for me, David. So there's no yes. way I'll be playing up on the wing. Okay. Maybe. The one thing, big fan of yours, the duck. It is, and it's great. It's actually a really good question to pose. Like, how how tall is too tall? Um, and he's mentioned the West Coast forward line in there. Obviously, Darling Kennedy and Young Oscar Allen. Allen being yes. a bit of the swing man, he's had ability to go in the ruck and also play down back. And uh, at the Tigers, we've obviously got myself, Lynchy, and now Noah Bolter, who has predominantly played back before this year, um, but now has been put forward and, and is going really well. I'm really excited about what, what Noah has got to play. So um, how it fits, it's a, it's a bit of an interesting one. Wayne mentioned that there's only one game that we've played together with that sort of formation. We had a, real, we had a whole pre-season doing it, and plus two pre-season games, which we... We played really well. Um, can it work? Can it work? I think it can work. It's probably an ability for me to play a little bit smaller as well. So um, clearly those two are, are big key pillars. They play a little bit differently to me as well. Like I'm, I'm more of a lead-up forward. Um, so I, I look at, say, Melbourne. Um, Bailey Fritch is, is a yep. smaller smaller key position type, but he's a lead-up forward. That's probably the role that I'm, I'm looking to play. Um, but it's not to say that we don't sort of try and change it up with a horses for courses uh, forward line for, for the sides that we think we can take advantage of or sides that we may think we may need to play a little bit smaller or play a little bit differently. So an interesting article, very, uh, David. I, I read it and thought it was um, 
thought it had some really good points in there and some some points about the Tigers that the Wayne thinks we we need to work on. Um, and obviously that forward line will be a fluid one. I'm, I'm no fool though to know that I'm no spring chicken, uh, and we do have to have an eye to the future as well. So interesting, interesting article. Um, of course, David, the Premier, well, the Premier yes. for one more day. Peter Gutwin has um, uh, has has called time on his uh, his political career, um, and we are uh, obviously looking forward to um, to obviously finding out who the new new Premier uh, of Tasmania will be. It's Jeremy Rockcliffe, I reckon. Jeremy yeah, Rockcliffe. Yeah, it's uh, done. Done, done, done. Yep. Uh, his deputy is probably the thing that's a little bit more up in the air. But um, caught you off guard. It was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Oh, it was, wasn't it? But what it um, really it shows is the pressures of being that politician. Oh, it's a bit similar to an AFL coach. I know they're completely different roles, but you have this role where you're completely consumed for your whole life and... It must be, the rigours of it must be huge. I mean, he's been in politics for, what, 15 years, I guess. and But he's been incredible, you know. He's um, obviously, in terms of his sporting things that he's done for Tasmania, um, that's going to get the most credit, and rightfully so. Um, we've had the test match down here with AFL finals. The, the AFL team looks like it's going to happen. Um, I, I think his legacy's good. You know what, too? He's, he's been a really good moderate. Premier, he's been socially aware. He gets it. Um, he's a huge loss, and I'm. I tell you what, Rockcliffe's got some big shoes to fill. The the Labor Party haven't been much chopped down here for a while, and I don't know. It's interesting. He's. It's a hard one, isn't it? Like you can't replace leadership that that quickly, can you? Really interesting to see what happens. Well, I will ask you in terms of where you, where you think he'll end up, and I'm looking forward to chatting to, well, to, to, could to he, Brown O'Brien. Yes. Well, uh, could he be? Could he be in footy? Like, let, is that the one? Is well, that where he? He's handcuffed to the to the Tasmanian team now. Where if Tasmania get a side, yes, or if we don't get a side. So, is there, do you reckon there may have been someone said, "Hey, have a bit of a spell, Pete. Let's go. Well, let's get you ready for for being a part of this push from a non political side. Actually, being on board the the Tasmanian team because I remember chatting to uh, Alastair Clarkson last year and the pillars that he really wanted to get in in charge early on or in place early on sorry I should say was he wanted a, a, a president he wanted a CEO and he wanted someone on the ground doing doing um, doing the the nitty-gritty which he sort of picked up that role Clarks in terms of going around seeing what we need and starting to implement it but we don't have a uh, we don't have a first president yet as we don't even have a team but we haven't got someone who's in that role maybe maybe Gutwin's read the tea leaves and thought, this is my chance to, to be involved at a different level and also maybe a, a more influential level at, uh, at the new Tasmania team if it does evolve. Yeah, very interesting theory. And I think there's some merit in the fact of where he will end up. Um, he, he seems like a, a perfect fit for a, a decent role, but I'd be surprised if it, it's really the, the current role that he's had and the rigours of it all which has really led to... The decision. Um, it's been a big few years around the country, of course, but Tasmania no, no different. He handled COVID really, really well, and um, he's a, yeah, he's gone footy. I reckon. It, yep, I reckon he's going to be involved in footy in some. I have no doubt he will. He's not that old a man. He, what is he in his mid mid fifties? So um, he's been good to us. Can, I thought you would have got him on this week. Did you have a crack? He's, um, he loves oh, you. He does love me, but. It, it, <laughs> It's very hard to get someone on their last day work drinks. Can you imagine what they're doing down at the Liberal Party today? Yep. They'd be, uh, right here, everyone bake a dish and bring it in for Pete's last day. We'll um, yep. have a cup of tea around 12 and then 
maybe something a little bit harder as 5pm rolls around. But it's a legacy that I think, well, certainly the sports-loving fans of Tasmania have seen his legacy in terms of two AFL finals. You only got to look at the last six months, two AFL finals, an Ashes Jack test. Jack Jumpers. The Jack Jumpers, the push yeah, for, for an AFL team. And, and he's really taken it up to Gil McLaughlin. It's... It's going to be a, a, an important legacy for Tasmanian sport in an area that Tasmanian sport probably hasn't flourished as much as we would have liked it in the last sort of decade. Well, I, I thought you might get Ash Barty cross, uh, <laughs> and I thought you might get Peter Gutwin cross. Um, so you talked to me about Jock Landau for about six months last year. Mate, I need you to start getting a few exclusives and doing your role if you would mind going forward. I, I will I will make sure that I do, and I, I'm sure Pete's listening, I will make sure that I, f- I fire a little text across over the next couple of weeks to, to get good. him on, because it would be great to hear from him, to hear what he yes. has to say, because yes. maybe he might be a little bit more forthright and take off his political cloak and, and, and give us a few more uh, insights into what it's like to, to deal with Gil McLaughlin and... Where he uh, where he may go in terms of his future now, does we it wish affect, him well? We do, wish yeah, him we well. do wish him well. Do you, yeah. do you? And I'm looking forward to chatting to Grant O'Brien about this and getting his thoughts. But your thoughts on does it affect the Tasmanian push? Is there a worry from the people in Tasmania and from you that this may affect the strength of of the current Tasmanian push, or do you think it's or does it enhance it? Is it, it, is it done? Is it done? I think it is done, but maybe, I mean, if he, he he rolls into football now and that role for him changes, but I guess the with the same emphasis on getting this done, um, maybe it only improves things if he does have an involvement. I'm not too concerned about that. It's it's a long way down the path now. The AFL, I think, I feel like it's done. Mm. Um, is, that, is that as simple as that? Oh, look, I, I want to go as strong as that, but it's yep. still just in the back of my head now. There was whispers Gil McLaughlin was in town last week. Uh, I'm not sure whether that was an official visit or an unofficial visit, or maybe he was getting the inside word in terms of the Premier was giving him the heads up that maybe he was winding up. But certainly, um, Straw Poll says maybe, that... Actually, that's a good point. Straw, maybe, Gil, maybe Gil knew. Well, he, he might have done they too. move in different circles to us, David. Very, very different circles. They <laughs> must let the true. powers to be know what's <laughs> what's going on. The AFL certainly is very, very good at being involved at state government level and federal government level. You've only got to look at the pandemic and the ability to shift players around and keep the game going to know that they've got a finger in all those pies. So it's certainly... Uh, an interesting space and, and one that we look forward to chatting with the AFL task member, Grant O'Brien. Now, we have got a big overnight of sport here. Obviously, the Masters are going at the moment. Cam Smith is sitting very Tiger. nicely at the top. Tiger is back. And we'll chat about last night's game as well. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Now, Flashman, a, well, say a big game of footy last night. Certainly not one that we'll be putting in the time capsule and sending off into the future. Well, certainly that, if you're a Port Adelaide fan, it was a bit of a bleak night for the Port Adelaide Football Club. They slumped now to 0-4. and four. And uh, 32 points the D's got up by last night, Flash. Uh, of course, the score was 10-8, 68 Melbourne, 2-4, 12, 36 Port Adelaide. Um, and the D's probably were in 
third gear for, for most of the night. They put on a uh, pretty good show in the second quarter uh, and then really didn't have to do too much more after that. Um, but Port Adelaide, unfortunately, only managed their first goal with four minutes to go in the third quarter uh, and then were able to kick some consolation goals to shore up that scoreline a little bit more. Very, very, very uh, disappointing night for the Port Adelaide Football Club. There's a bit of trouble over there, isn't there, at none and four? Um, and, you know, this young talent that we talked about that just looks like they've stagnated a bit, um, Ollie Wines, they bring Trent Jamont across, um, and then you go through the kids, you know, Rosie and, and Marshall, Georgiatis, Butters, uh, where are they at? And where's the coaching staff at as well? Um, you know, Kenny Hinkley's had a decade there nearly now, hasn't he? So... Yeah, there, there's something will happen there over the next couple of weeks. Melbourne, the story again. You said about third gear, and it's like when they played Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago, they they just did enough, didn't they? They are so sound defensively. They're really hard to penetrate. There's still no Salem out there, of course, as well. And what a mighty team now. I think at the moment, Melbourne are panels better than everybody else. Mm, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Well, when we look for a comment on the Port Adelaide Football Club, we don't go too far here at SEN, of course. SEN's own Kane Corns had this Ooh, to say at half time last night on AFL Nation. Yeah, it's got a, it's got that feel about it, and it's it's awful, isn't it? Like you never want to see um, a coach's tenure come to an end, but it's got that feel. Now I'm not saying anything drastic is going to happen in the next month or next two months. It's a, a long way out from the end of the season, but I think you know they'll need to methodically work their way through why this is broken down so badly. And tonight it's been a game plan issue for them. Yes, personnel has played into that, but. Um, they just haven't been good enough. They, they look genuinely like a bottom four side tonight. Yes, their opponents are powerful, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this crowd leaves at halftime. And, Jared, you and I have spoken before about how influential the Port Adelaide crowd can be, and they just don't turn up when things go away against them. And, and that's happened before, and we've seen it in the past. Well, wow. well, well, well. Well, let funny. me ask you, let me ask you, how do you come back from zero and four? You know, yeah, and you're probably... a I would expect to be a four to six sort of team. Yeah, no. Um, oh, look, I think it's obviously it's difficult. You've got to get four games under the belt to get back to an even even ledger. But it's important that it takes – there's no – like, they can't focus on trying to win the next four games. you just got to go, oh, we've got to have to literally have next game is our only focus. So an interesting one, though, and one that I think your Swans flash found themselves in uh, a few years back and still made finals from being – in a similar position, I reckon. So none and six. None and they lose six. The, yeah, none lost the first six. six. So, I reckon when they won the flag to two and four, two and five in 2005, they've, you, look, you can yeah, you, you can rally, but it, it, I'm worried about the kids. And then Boke and Wines, I mean, Boke's getting old. Well, I just, something's not right. Yeah, something's off the text, right. though, this is a really good point. It's unfair to start talking about the end of Ken Hinckley, given the situation, a situation like the Tigers and the slump they had in 2016. So the one thing I, for Port Adelaide is the injuries. Aaliyah is a pivotal player in Huge. terms of their back line. Charlie Dixon hasn't been playing. Robbie Gray hasn't been playing. Now, I know these are, Dixon and Gray are probably older players at the latter end of their career. But Aaliyah is a, a massive out. He is. Um, and I guess with Gray and Boke in particular, you don't want to be relying on them to do all that grunt work and get, the, get them over the line. It's that next level down, the next tier. 
Um, and, and Richmond have got the same thing. Like, let's be frank about it. You're trying to, your footy club is trying to establish as the older, the midfielders. Dusty's not there now. Koch is 32. Presti hasn't next, been playing. Presti hasn't been playing. Um, so, no Lambert. So, what what have we got underneath? Um, we're going to find out, aren't we? And, I mean, it's it's a it's a brutal game. Um, but you know, you've got to you've got to have that quality of number of star mids and A grade mids going forward because all the good teams have them. Bit of a watch this space on Kane Lambert. I think it may be playing this week or the week after, which is very, wow. very interesting. So People don't talk about how important he is he's to you. Very, very time. important player and around the ground and on uh, on the uh, sorry at the club as well. Now the other one that's happening at the moment, Flash, is of course the time honoured Masters. Oof. Now we look at the current scoreboard and Dustin Johnson. And Cam Smith are in the lead, and Smith in on 68. Double bogey on the first for Smith, and double bogey on the last. So Amazing. Could have possibly been eight under, but it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda with golf. And Dustin Johnson currently on through 12 holes. He's four under as well. Im as well, three four under through 13. The Australians, uh, we see, obviously, Smith four under. Lucas Herbert, who's been a winner on tour this year, is one over through 13. Adam Scott finished. At two over the card, uh, and Mark Leishman, the great Mark Leishman. Richmond's Mark Leishman from down at Port Ferry there in, here in Victoria. He's two over through 12. Can we see Smith's obviously in amazing form and has shown an ability to make birdies. And, and Augusta's a place where you can get it going, and usually we have someone in that first round post sort of six, seven, eight under. He can, he can really get it going around there. You, like Cam Smith is a... Is oh, a what, what are your thoughts? His chance. What do you reckon? I know, I know about that, him. I know that the punters club uh, at the Tigers has backed him, so mm. he's. Uh, I think he's Liam Baker's favourite golfer, certainly with the uh, with the mullet that they uh, that they run there. The other one, of course, is the Tiger Woods, and I'm looking forward. to I'm going to pose you a question in hot or not later about Tiger, but Tiger currently sits at one under. Jizzy would be coming in happy with that after. Not playing golf in over twelve months, one under it than at uh, at Augusta. That'd be, we uh, saw that we saw the fist me. pump, fist pump at sixteen when he drained that thirty footer as well, that curler from right to left. And Smith's the one. I mean, it's an amazing round. He started with a six. He's finished with a six. Yeah, standing on eighteen, he blocked it into the trees, and and he just uh, and then he he skimmed his little three iron about thirty meters under the tree and got himself in all sorts of troubles. But he looks. He almost looks as good as anyone in the world. Scheffler's there, of course. He's the world number one. Still Dustin Johnson, still five holes to go. But nothing better than the Masters. No wonder I didn't sleep last night. I'm just so excited about watching. <laughs> now, what's the sleep. over and under you actually sleep you've had? What are we talking right now? Mm, maybe a three. Three. Not, not, not <laughs> three. a normal sort of operation. I remember seven hours sort of. But no, it was, uh, it was amazing golf. We've got to get, we're going to get there. Uh, one day. Well, I do we have will. a story about that, actually. I've, I've been chatting to a friend of mine, Scott McLaughlin, who obviously is an IndyCar driver over there. And one of his major sponsors happens, the CEO happens to be a member there. So in a little WhatsApp group, he's dropped in there that he's going to have a game in the not-too-distant future. So can you imagine if he got on in the next week or so and the condition the course will be on? The jealousy would you, would you rather play or watch? Would you oh, rather Play? play? No way! I'd rather watch. What? Yeah, you. I'd love to play. You're a horrible golfer. I'm you're a horrible, not horrible golfer. golfer at all. I'm a, I'm a patchy one, perhaps. Horrible. Very, times. very, very horrible patchy. Time. This is Jack and Flash on SEN. This one off the text line. Flash man, come in already. Comes from Liam in Richmond. I'm assuming that this is Liam Baker, and he's just written Cam Smith 
Get in the queue. <laughs> He's already gone the early crow. Four under, we're only halfway through day one at the Masters. But one thing I put on the radar last week was April Fool's Day, obviously, last um, last Friday when we uh, did the show. Uh, and I couldn't run with this one because it hadn't been released yet. But uh, the amount of people, Matthew Richardson was put up as a COVID-20 player. So he was going to fill in in case we had a bit of a COVID breakout and thrown out on April Fool's Day. So many people text me saying, oh, is it true? Like, come on, Flash. <laughs> come on. Like, it's April Fool's. Richo's 40 Six. bazillion years old. 46, <laughs> I think he is. Yes, he finished his last year pretty good on the wing. Um, and But come on. Any good little April Fool's nuggets you came across at all? or? Look, I, I think April Fool's is rubbish. Oh, so, oh you so, killjoy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, mate. You, but you I... probably don't like Halloween either. You're a Halloween fan? It's become something Halloween in Australia, hasn't it, the last five years? Yeah. It, it, it really has. Well, a couple from Tigerland that, that um, took my fancies. Camden McIntosh got a whole bunch of the boys' keys and went out and moved their cars, so they had to go and blow And then they, the club filmed it. The guys are walking out, and you can have a look on the club website if you want. Guys are walking around <laughs> trying to find their cars. Then got chilli flakes and popped them in the protein ball. So you come off training... You know, it's like, hey, we need to get some protein, blah, 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 India. He's put chili flakes in them. Blokes are lobbing these, bo- lobbing these chocolate balls, protein balls into their mouth. Full chili and then recorded as well. So very, very funny. I quite like April Fool's. I'm like, you, you absolute Grinch. So, uh, no, it'd be actually interesting to see the COVID-20, whether they get used. Obviously, West Coast have been using them more. But Richo, I can tell you for the fans out there of AFL and Richmond, Richo will not be in the AFL. <laughs> Well, up next, we've got Grant O'Brien from the Tassie AFL Task Force to discuss what Peter Gutman's resignation means for their bid and our AFL licence bid. So, big chat coming up. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEM Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie and there's been big news during the week of course today is the last day for Premier Gutwin in office and in political world and he's obviously been Flash the big pusher behind the Tasmanian team and he's been uh, pivotal in engaging in conversations with the AFL and Gil McLaughlin and uh, no doubt been pivotal in terms of the task force so we've uh, Reached out to Task Force member Grant O'Brien, and he joins us on the line. Grant, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, David. Now, Grant, were you as surprised as, I think, well, a lot of Tasmanians that Peter Gutwin resigned from, from being Premier? Did it catch you on the hop a little bit? Uh, completely. I think it, I think it kept, uh, caught everyone on the hop. Um, uh, wasn't expected, and, and um, as a result, um, <laughs> we've all been running around since... Um, Trying to make sure that everything remains on track, which it which it is. He's been a terrific leader for the state and, and, a, and a genuine champion of the, the state's AFL push. Um, so, you know, he, he'll be lost, but it's not dependent on one person. No, you're right. It's not dependent on one person. Does does it allow him to come more into the? Because he's probably got to stay at arm's length a, a little bit while pushing the the, the bit ahead. Um, from the forefront as Premier. Does he allow you to bring him a little bit closer into the actual task force now and possibly become a member of the task force? Yeah, I think his influence and input um, shouldn't be lost and won't be lost. Um, we've, we've been talking to him since his, 
his decision to step down and and he remains keen to be involved which is which is good news he's he knows football he knows the state and and he's established relationships with with the AFL all of those things are obviously really important so confident that he's going to stay involved but I think his priority at the moment is to just take a break with his family and um, we'll give him the uh, the space to do that but then we'll be um, in contact with him again pretty shortly to uh, get him involved. Grant, good morning. Great to have you on the program. Uh, tell us from your perspective about the, the Premier. Are you still the Premier for another 24 hours or today? Um, in terms of his influence in these conversations with, with Gil and with all the heavy hitters, um, the negativity around the whole thing and I guess from the positivity he's generated, um, what was his greatest strength in all this from your perspective? Well, I think he, he, the task force and the push for the AFL team was started by his predecessor, Will Hodgman. And Peter was, was around at that stage as treasurer and so important. Um, when he became Premier, uh, he took up the reins, I think, with a drive and energy and purpose that was needed at the time. He, he drove the task force, but he also held the AFL to account. And um, I think that was important. Held them to account to properly consider um, the, the proposal from Tassie and once the, uh, the, the business case was put to the AFL um, and Colin Carter had done his review, which supported the business case, um, he was instrumental in making sure that it wasn't kicked down the road, that the AFL uh, needed to make a decision or put a process in place that would see a decision made. And he was, he's been instrumental in, in that and his, his leadership of the task force, I think, has been evident for all to see. And I guess on the back of that, um, we think perhaps it's going to be Jeremy Rockcliffe taking up the position as Premier. Um, he's got some big shoes to fill. You're right, what you said before, Will Hodgman previously, such a, a big imp- important part of it all, and the banner pass to Peter Gutwin. Um, will Mr Rockcliffe have that same energy from your, I guess, understanding and, and, and knowledge? And I'm not sure how well you know, Jeremy, but it's a, it's a, it's a big task. Oh, no, no doubt. Jeremy's from the northwest coast, and I grew up on the northwest coast, so, you know, Jack knows Tassie well. We, we all know each other in the regions that we, we grew up in, and the Rockcliffe family is well-known and, and well-known to my family. So I know Jeremy well. He's been a, an outstanding servant of the state, um, been Deputy Premier for many years, and so has been closely involved in all of this and is right across... Um, the, the AFL push, um, whilst it was led by Peter, Jeremy's been involved um, for sure. The Sports Minister Nick Street has been out in recent days uh, you know, saying that he'll step up as well. But I think, I think the important thing here is I have little doubt of, of Jeremy's commitment and the support that he'll provide, and he'll step right in. He'll be a different sort of leader, but I think um, for the stage that we're at now, he'll be an important leader. The point I'd like to make is that the... The politicians on all sides of, of the politics in Tasmania have been in support of this from the beginning, and that hasn't wavered. So um, the task force obviously has been important in getting it to where it is, but so is high-profile advocates like Jack and others um, taking the opportunity to, to talk in, fa- in favour of the, uh, the bid. And, of course, the Tasmanian community, who've overwhelmingly pledged their support. So, so whilst the political leadership is important, there are many important stakeholders in this and, and, uh, and they're all moving in the same direction, which is critical at this point, at the point we're at at the moment. We are, of course, chatting to Grant O'Brien here, Tasmanian AFL Task Force member. Now, Grant, where is the bid currently at? Um, 
And uh, before the vote, is there is there anything that needs to happen in the process, or do we simply wait around to hear uh, what happens in August? There's been a work, working group um, formed, Jack, um, which is um, three members of the task force: um, myself, Matt Godfrey, and James Henderson, and and uh, Travis Old, and, and 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 others from the AFL executive. Um, so I think. We've been working away. We met in Melbourne again, I think it was a week ago. Um, we know what we need to do in order to tick all of the boxes ready for the president's vote, and we've got um, still work to do on that. Not not anything other than really making clear the key points of the proposal and, and tucking in some of the, the, the confirmations that the AFL have asked for. We remain confident. We believe that momentum has, has been building in the last year and, and, and uh, we're in a good spot. We're not ahead of ourselves. Um, we we realise that there are, is a process here, as you say, um, but we're well placed on, on that and confident about our ability to put our best foot forward for the President's in August. Can I just ask you, Grant, about um, what your observation about the jack jumpers and how that's all taken shape over the last, well, longer than 12 months, of course, but the on-court stuff of recent time and how it's really generated such a huge interest with kids. Um, footy people have always said to me, we don't care about basketball, it doesn't rate on TV, this, this and this, but all I'm seeing all the kids are, are picking up basketballs and what have you. I've been of the opinion very strong that this has got to happen for kids to survive. So a two-part question, um, how have you seen the, the Jack Jumpers I guess on-court stuff is great, but the, how it's actually unfolded. And, and is it important now for footy to shop quickly and, and not give basketball such a big break? Yeah, it's a, it's a critical question, David. Um, we put in our, our proposal to the, to the AFL a critical piece of data that came out in the research that we did that said if current trends in interest in, in the various sports in Tasmania continued, then basketball would, would uh, outshine football in, I think, the year 2030 or 2032, something like that. Now, to me, from an AFL point of view, that should frighten the bejesus out of them because, yep. you know, AFL has been the predominant sport in, in Tassie. Um, kids have aspired to participate in it at, at, at every level and, and basketball... Um, has done well. The Jack Jumpers has been an outstanding success. Again, Peter Gutwin needs to take a big part of the uh, the, um, the credit in getting that that up. So, you know, from a business perspective, one of the things you you focus on is market share protection. From an AFL point of view, they've got market or have and still have, I think, market domination in in Tasmania. But it's got to be protected. And our firm belief is that an AFL team provides the reason for participation, the reason for interest. And, 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 you know, is a fundamental part of, of protecting that market share from an AFL point of view. For them to not do that, um, um, I think we'll likely see the interest in, in AFL dilute. And for me, that's important on a couple of fronts. In Tasmania, football is really important from a community point of view. It's not just about having an elite team. It's about having something that brings a community together. And football has done that over the years and it needs to continue to do it, in my view. An AFL team will provide that that opportunity. So, you know, I hope you get from my answer my, my, no, my passion yeah. for, 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 for the AFL team. It's not just about having, you know, 22 elite players running around the field. It's about what it does for a community. And, um, and basketball is doing that at the moment and football needs to do it. And this proposal to the AFL provides them, I think, with um, that opportunity. And we hope that they take that in August. 
Uh, Grant, the role of Alastair Clarkson, obviously, it was a, a big signing card that the Premier Government was involved in getting Clarko along to be a part of the task force. How's he played out since he's been uh, been on board? Obviously, been to the States and, and done some research and development over there, but he's been on the ground in Tasmania. Are you happy with, with what Clarko's brought so far? Yeah, I spent some time with him, um, Jack, on the on the northwest coast, actually uh, going me- meeting up with some of the clubs and looking at some of the facilities and, and really understanding how the how the talent pathways uh, either work or don't work at the moment. And uh, um, the credibility he brings to those conversations has been um, um, first class. And and obviously he's a voice that the AFL have got great um, faith in and will listen to um, as we as we take advantage of, of Alistair's expertise uh, because the, the talent generation and pathways is going to be critical to the success of the Tasmanian team and uh, having someone like him involved and, and seeing firsthand the sort of thinking that he's putting into this, particularly around the talent development piece, I think is going to stand that both the team in, in good stead but also give the AFL confidence of the state's ability to generate talent again. And a quick one before we let you go, Grant. Does the task force remain confident that the licence will be awarded later on this year? That's the thing, the, the million-dollar question. Yeah, I, I, look, we've been careful not to, not, to, not to say that too loudly or too boldly, you know. But uh, as I said before, we're, we're really pleased with the momentum so far and every step has been a step forward. Um, but we've, we're also focused on not getting ahead of ourselves at making sure that every step we do take is complete and, and done to the best of our ability. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we think this is the right thing for football generally, not just the right thing for football in Tasmania. So so on that basis, I, I, I think we're confident that it, it can get done. Well, Grant, thank you so much for joining us here on SEM. We really appreciate uh, you coming on board and we really appreciate your hard work in pushing for that Tasmanian licence. No, and, and to you, Jack, take the opportunity to thank you for your advocacy. It's um, it's important, and we've we've still got a couple of steps to take, and so so uh, looking forward to that continuing. Thank you very much. There, thank you, Grant. Grant O'Brien, Tasmanian AFL Task Force member. This is Jack and Flash on SEN. Send us a text on oh four three seven double five two five three five, or give us a call on thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three thirty three. Sorry to respond to anything that Grant has just had to say. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. And as always, you can give us a call on 1300 42 15 33 or send us a text 0437 555. Flash, what did you make of uh, Grant O'Brien there? Pretty impressive in terms of what it still looks like without Peter Gutwin being involved. I really enjoyed how he didn't uh, make light of the basketball comment because it's so relevant to what we're all talking about now. And he um, he senses the danger. He appreciates the success. So it's all relative, but it is a huge issue for for the AFL. I mean, it, it, that's why uh, they've just got to get this happening. If, I mean, if you want it to keep rolling this great game in Tasmania, give the kids an opportunity. It's got to go. It's got to happen. Does that accelerate the? I suppose the floated season twenty twenty seven is is what's been thrown out there. Does it accelerate that? Maybe that the AFL could make this happen a little bit quicker so that they don't lose that market share. Well, we've talked about it. We've got a feeling that maybe it does. Is it twenty? Maybe is twenty twenty five too soon? But certainly twenty twenty six, mate. 
you know, we've talked about this. All of our mates are a little bit older than you in their 40s and stuff. The kids, mate, they just want to they just want to play but hoops. It's amazing. It really is. And good to hear that he thinks that Jeremy Rockliffe, which I think, like, it's actually good to hear that he thinks that all sides of, of politics yes. down there in terms of the funding that they will need to provide for the Tasmanian team and the facilities that come with the Tasmanian team are, are all on board. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. Quick update in the golf. Uh, Cam Smith is still leading is. on four under, which is hard looking, to score tonight. It's, it's yeah, it's interesting one there. Dustin Johnson sitting at four under as well, coming into the back thing there. Actually, no, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, no, Dustin Johnson still sitting. He's at, there, four at under. Four under. Uh, Lucas Herbert is now two over through fourteen. Uh, which is a little bit disappointing. He's a PK member. That's where I there's play a, golf, There's actually. a birdie to Sanjay Im. He's now the outright leader at five under. Big second half of the show coming up here. Uh, we're going to have Flashman talking to, obviously, Josh McAdams. Or Josh Adams, sorry, and also Flash. We're going to talk about you being involved in a little basketball game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Too. So we've got a special guest coming on to chat all things Flash and basketball. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Welcome to another big hour of Jack and Flash right here on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN track across the northern part of the state. And of course, on the app all across the country, the SEN app that is where I hear thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. As always, you can get on board with the show. Give us a call on 1342 1533 or text us on 0437 off the line here, and it comes from Michelle. She says, hi, Jack and Flash. Thank you for the great show. No worries, Michelle. Uh, I think when we get a TFL Tassie team, Peter Gutwin should be the president. Uh, and I mm, think good call, Jack Michelle. Jumpers are a great template to follow for creating a new team. They worked on, they worked out the team culture they wanted and recruited players that would cement that culture. Thanks again for your great show, and I love your Tassie content. Thank you, Michelle, and thank you to everyone that is getting involved in the show. Flashman, a few footy things coming up. Well, you're back. Yep. You're ready to go. Back what about Pres- Prestia? Prestia's back as well. So Huge. Um, big addition, big addition. Probably one of our most important yes. players, I would have thought. Uh, Nick Vlosten's still on the sideline. We're looking at getting him back next week. Um, but, you know, to, a, a big addition in terms of um, Dion Prestia coming back in. Ben Miller's the other addition as well. He comes in for Dylan Grimes, who obviously has got a, a bit more of a, a longer-term hamstring, which is a little bit disappointing. And you're feeling pretty fresh. What about you? Have you got a bit of steam, that extra steam this week? Have you at all? Or, no, I, I mean, the, well. the haircut we know about. It's your mean mugging. Well, a you bit can see moment. the haircut. It's on the uh, it's on the <laughs> Twitter, the SEN Tassie Twitter. If you want to go on there and see a comparison of me and Barry Hall, jeez, I saw the rig on Barry Hall too. I thought, oh, I've got my shirt on at the moment. My rig certainly doesn't look like Big Bad mm-hmm. Bustling. Did, oh, I say Big Bad Bustling. He didn't last very long against Sunny Bill, did he? Uh, 
It's a big game, doggies. Um, there was they got back to some reasonable form last week against the Swans, but are still at one and two. One of you two teams will be one and three after the weekend. Yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting game of football and an important game of football for both football clubs. But um, everyone sort of, I think you said before, you think Melbourne are uh, probably panels ahead of everyone else, which I think is probably a fair. Um, a fair, com- fair comment. Oh, that's um, good. You've changed your mind because you didn't say that at the start of the year. You told me privately. You said, no, 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 no. Don't don't carry on about Melbourne Flash. So you've changed, changed your tune a bit? Uh, well, well the, the proof's in the pudding, really. 4-0 four, four sure. sitting on top of the AFL ladder. It They're is. probably the best team by, by a bit at the moment. So everyone's sort of starting to find their way. Um, and and I think we probably won't know till sort of round eight or nine where... Where the competition sits, and usually at round eleven, the, the top eight doesn't change too much. So, interesting one. Do you think they flash? If a side goes one and three, um, there's been some comments around the Tigers. If we do go one and three, that our season is over. That the Bulldogs can finish the the Tigers' season at one and three. What do you What do you reckon about that? Early Early Crow? No, I don't think. I think we, history's proven that that you can sort of come back from that sort of thing. But it, it's really about. Um, we hit in the future. A big game for the Tigers for mine. I won't, I'm not going to downplay this. I think in terms of where you're at going forward, um, can you be compete like you did two, three, four years ago for that wonderful period? Mm, interesting one. Can't Another, wait to see what happens. Big news out of Collingwood, of course, is Darcy Moore has Huge. re-signed yeah. for six years. And uh, according to his manager... Uh, Liam Pickering, he has taken less money. He had some big dollars thrown at him, Darcy Moore, to go to other con- uh, other uh, teams. I was going to say He was always in with the Swans, wasn't he? That was always there. Yeah, no, and... but six years is a, is a big contract. 26 yes. years of age, but an integral part of the Collingwood back six. Huge. Yeah, no, it's a massive in, and well, you, those stabilising players are just critical. To... Six-year deal, we don't even, you know, we don't even flinch anymore, do we? No, we don't. We, well, no, it's a six-year deal. It's interesting, though, with the CBA, what happens with that, with those longer-term deals. They, we might start to see a bit, uh, not yes. well, not so many of them. Well, one thing, Flash, that has come up on the radar, and I'm, I've sort of given this a little bit of a preview already, and that is, of course, that you are going to be involved in a charity basketball game this weekend. Can you give us a little bit of an insight to, to what's happening there and where it's happening? Yeah, it is. It's happening at Swisher Hoops, which is I'm not sure if you haven't been to Swisher yet, of course. No, it's in is that? it's in it's in the city. It's in the old K and D building, um, on hundred and three Melville Street. It is outstanding. They've got several half courts, they've got a full court there for silly for kids. You can go and book the courts out for half an hour. It is really, really good. It's gonna be the media versus the celebs game. So uh yes, I have got a call up. Um query on a number of fronts in terms of where I'm travelling at the moment basketball wise but uh, it's so, going to be very very much a fun thing it's a great obviously charity as well canteens involved and, and some wonderful stuff the Luca Brasi guys are going to be there you, um, yeah, is, you are the Luca Brasi boys are going to be alright are you in the media or the celebs uh, no I'm in the media the I'm media team did you sure. when the call came across were you like oh, I'm in the celebs I've made it <laughs> No, mate. You would have no. thought that a little no, bit, wouldn't look, you? No, look, I'll um, play my role. Um, some fellow um, media personnel around around uh, Hobart in particular, of yep. course, the great the team Wayne here, actually. McDaniels playing the Big Mac, of course. Yeah, he he's was, in the celebs team. Brent Costello, he, Grace Evans, Chris Evans, uh, Chris Robot, I'm sorry, in the media team, celeb team. Yes. Includes Wayne McDaniel, Brian Ritchie from the Oof. Violent Femmes, David Bartlett. 
and a very, Former very Premier. special guest, someone who has been involved in this show every week, but a very special guest. I've got a little throw here to introduce this character. That, of course, there is the shimmy shake from Rewiggled. Yes. They are the man, or this man is the man behind Luca Brasi. The Jackies are on the march. That, of course, is Tyler Richo Richardson. Tyler, welcome to the show. G'day, boys. How you going? Thanks for having me, lads. Very good. Now, we had you on at the Jack Jumpers launch. Have you been going to the basketball much? Mate, if we haven't been away playing shows, then I'm at the basketball. I don't miss games ever. And, yeah, of course, Luca Brasi, strength to strength. They've got the hit. Obviously, Jackies are on the march, which we've been hearing a lot recently with a lot of Jack Jumpers wins. But, of course, being involved in re-wiggled as well, mate, the shimmy shake, that must have been an amazing opportunity when you were asked to do it. Man, they're just, like, they're such stalwarts of the music scene. They're the biggest legends. And um, to get involved with those guys and to cover one of their songs is just awesome. They're just such wonderful people, mate. Now, the reason we have got you on the show is you are getting involved in uh, this this game, this charity basketball game. Um, now, you, you guys are donating something from the re-wiggled film clip as well. Could you run us through what's happening there? Yeah, so we, we decided we should probably uh, don some Luca Brasi Wiggles uh, colours. So we had some custom one-off tees made for the film clip and um, finished auctioning them off this weekend, actually. So it was just awesome to see people get behind that too. My focus really, um, Jack, is on the game on Saturday, of course, and I've been um, scouting in terms of what I can expect from the other end of the or the other side of the court with Tyler. He's obviously reasonably athletic. What are you about? One eighty three, one eighty four, maybe one eighty five. Yeah, one eighty five, I reckon, mate. One eighty five. Flash. Um, obviously, I'll match up reasonably well, to be quite frank with you, in terms of the defensive end with you. Um, your pick and roll with Wayne McDaniel, what have you been doing? Tell us about the, the pre-game, the training sessions this week. What, any insights for the for the people out there? Yeah, so what I've been doing is um, I fell off a motorbike and broke three ribs. So that's been really helpful <laughs> no. for the pre-season. Yeah. <laughs> How long ago are we talking? Uh, two weeks. So... Um, Yesterday I went and had a run down down to Kingston Basketball Court and uh, missed a bunch of layups, so that was cool. <laughs> now, you are, of course, uh, we are chatting to Tyler Richo Richardson. He's a Luca Barsi front man. The band that came up with Jackie's on the march, and he will be playing for the uh, Celebs team uh, this week, uh, which is a very important game, for raising proceeds for Canteen. Now, have you heard much about the opposition? Have you heard much? Flash has obviously said that he reckons he's got you covered, but have you heard any inside word about our man, David Flash Lithgow. Uh, I mean, there isn't really any headlines going around about him just yet, but he might be a dark horse down there, mate. I've heard he um, can swing the elbows around pretty good if he has to. Yeah, he can swing the elbows pretty good. Now, one thing I'm, I'm very interested in seeing what David's uh, kit will be when he rolls out um, for this game, because I've seen some videos. I had some couple of, couple of videos sent through where he was... Uh, getting down and, and getting into the key and shooting some hoops. But he's very well known um, that, <laughs> that and I've just had a text come up on the text line, that Flash loves to run a Lorna Jane sort of three-quarter tights uh, set up, which <laughs> probably more suited at, at NBL level and NBA level. Do you, will that, if Flash does those, will that be intimidating if he's got the undergarments on? 
I think it might be more intimidating because we're in the high vis and the uh, notorious traffic controller incident, actually. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain that one, Flash, the traffic controller incident, or do we throw to the keeper? Throw to the keeper that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, look, mate, you're an athlete. You need compression on those legs, mate. You need extra yeah, bounce you and also recovery, too. They're not, they're not very big legs, those ones. Well, let, let's, let's just say, obviously, I'm physically not um, overly intimidating. Uh, however, um, the interesting thing there in terms of that low post position I can get you into with those ribs, uh, I'm not sure, mate, you needed to really <laughs> tell us about that at all because that's going to be a really strong focus of mine. You're going to bring it, mate. You better be ready for it, baby. I'm ready to dig around. Love I don't it. care. Love it's it. for a great cause, mate. It is, it is, the line for this. It's awesome. it is, it is for a great cause. And, of yep. course, uh, Luca Brasi and Tyler, the boys are going to be donating all proceeds from the sale of their Wiggles Tour Tops, which they wore in the re-wiggled Shimmy Shake. Get out there and have a listen to that. My kids are all over the Shimmy Shimmy Shake. Uh, and uh, we will tweet out the link on our Twitter as well, and all those are going canteen. So what colour wiggle were, were you, Tyler? What did you? Uh, what, what colour were you in the uh, in the show? So uh, I'm the OG, Anthony Wiggle in the bright yellow. Very, very good. Well, mate, we wish you the best of luck uh, in the game. Of course, you can get down and watch it tomorrow at the Swisher Hoops Academy, 103 Melville Street, Hobart. Uh, it's being put out by the Hobart Chargers and the Swisher Hoops Academy. So best of luck, mate, and uh, get down and dirty. And don't be afraid to get too physical with David Lisko. Thanks, boys. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your support, lads. Very, very good. Thank you. There we are. Tyler Richardson from the Luca Brasi band, the Luca Brasi front man as well, of course. Sounds bullish. Does sound bullish, doesn't he? Mm, That's good. Can we get an honest appraisal (laughs) about how you're going to go? I'll tell you exactly how I'll go. Uh, I will uh, defend well and um, I'll restrict anything in terms of any jump shots. I don't think that'll be happening. That'll be it. Oh, dear. You are going to be very, very funny. Of course, the Masters update. The Masters is still rolling along. Cam Smith, for the Aussie supporters out there, has finished his round on four under. Double bogeyed 18. He was at and six. One. And, and one. And one as well. Amazing. Uh, we've got a new leader, though. Sanjay Im is at five under through 15. Uh, and there's yep. a host of players at four under. One of those, of course, is Cam Smith and a lot of players at Three under as well. One, text, one text off the line here. We've got great Tassie content, boys. Thanks for the AFL team update. My family of five are ready to sign off as, mem- as members. Tassie forever. JD in Sydney. Uh, another text come on. Wearing those tight, those tights slash leggings type. Get flash up. That one came from JB as well. Flash. So the people out there mm. want to go and see you and get yeah, get your tights on and all that sort of stuff. So. Gonna be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Good we cause. Have, and we've got a big second uh, half of this hour coming on. Uh, this is Jack and Flash up next, though the big, the big interview we want. Flash Lithgow and star Josh Adams. Well, welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tasmania, and I've been talking about this interview all through the first hour. We've let the Flash man loose. He's keep going up the pecking order here at SEN, and finally he secured his first solo interview. And what a solo interview it is to have, of course, the Jack Jumper star, Josh Adams. So here it is, the big flash man. Time to take it away. Terrific to be joined by star import from the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. G'day, Josh Adams. How are you going? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, I think we'll touch on Friday night briefly. Uh, what a shooting performance that was from Sydney. I've watched... Uh, 
lot of basketball in my time, but goodness, goodness me, at half time, I'd, I'd never seen a half of basketball like it. Yeah, that was uh, something to behold. Um, they shot the ball really well. Um, we gave them a lot of easy shots, though. Um, guys like Jalen Adams, who are guys you can't allow to ever have easy shots unless, uh, or else they'll get going. And he got easy shots early on, um, as did some of their other scores. And, you know, that's on us, and it made them feel confident for the rest of the game. But it's very difficult to be the team that's shooting above 50% from the three. What was the wash-up when you sat down and watched the tapes with, with Coach Scott Roth? What was the one thing that you've, you've, you've taken out of the game in particular that, as a team, folks, you weren't happy with? Our trans, transition defense was uh, yep. abysmal, and that's something that we pride ourselves on is defense on the floor, taking away team strengths. And not only did we give them transition, but we gave them open three-pointers. But, um, you know, I feel like that was – kind of a one-time game, you know, coming coming back from three difficult road trips where we're playing double games each weekend to face an extremely talented team that's probably the hottest team in the NBL. That was a massive learning experience for us. Uh, this team hasn't been through that, obviously, so we looked at it just as that as a learning experience for us. Uh, that Sydney game does not define us, and we'll continue to, to go to work and focus on the next game until the last game of the season and let the chips fall where they may. 13-11, the record as we speak. Things are obviously going to get a little bit harder. That Sydney game certainly did appear one that you you would have loved to have got to keep that hopes alive of playing final in the finals. What's your, sitting back? Obviously, you you haven't even been in Tassie for a year yet. In fact, you know eight or nine months. And what? How do you reflect so far on the year? Um, you must be really pleased. Uh, yeah, we're definitely happy. We're definitely very pleased with our body of work, um, but we're not we're not content or uh, uh, done by any means. We expect to go into these next couple of games and win. And uh, if there's any chance we make the playoffs, then great. But if we don't, then there's no chance. We're at least going to go out on a high note and knowing that we did everything in our power to make it. Um, we've built an incredible culture here, and we've done that by focusing on the next game, what's on our plate next, and we're going to continue to do that until the final bell rings. I've been fascinated the last six or eight weeks in particular when I've watched the lineups that you've gone out and we know about Will Magne's plight and of course we we know officially he's done for the year. Um, in terms of regular small ball basketball you played over your time, I, I find it fascinating watching how Scott Roth and, and you guys have managed to find a way to to stay competitive and albeit at times been one of the smaller professional teams you would have played in, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, it's got to be up there, but um, where we lack in height, we make up for it in heart and togetherness. This is the tightest knit group of guys that I've ever been a part of. Uh, maybe my time in college when, when we won a championship in the conference might compare, but other than that, it's a, it's a group full of great guys, and we put together um, some goals and some fundamental values uh, for our team as a group of guys before the season started, and uh, we've taken pride in living up to those. So that group of guys has been – absolutely spectacular and we hold ourselves accountable i'm fascinated in your journey of course um for people that not known where you've played previously stints in russia turkey china barcelona italy etc um you really have seen a lot of the world which must be one of the real perks of being a professional basketballer i guess but in terms of the league what was your expectations before you got here and now you're sort of 90 85 percent of way through your first year in australia just give us a bit of a a rundown on on how it compares and what you played the, around the world the last four or five years. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, I played all over the world in great leagues and in not-so-great leagues. Um, I think that the NBO has had a pretty poor rap amongst most of the basketball world. Um, I know I've been wanting to come here for a while because of the lifestyle, the length of the season, and whatnot, and have been advised to, you know, kind of put that on the back burner because once you go to Australia, European teams are less likely to to bring you back and whatnot. And after being here for a year, I've seen guys go from Australia to incredible European teams. I've seen a lot of guys go from Australia to the NBA. Uh, I've never heard about anybody disliking their time uh, in Australia as far as the lifestyle goes. I think that uh, the league gets a bad rap because maybe there's not a lot of teams or their budget isn't as enormous as some of the teams like, you know, your Barcelona's or your Madrid's. But being here, every game has been an outright battle. Uh, that I can only compare to um, competitiveness-wise as far as how hard every game is and how well scouted um, to what I experienced in the ACB where every night that you go out, you know, either team can win the game. Um, it's a very challenging league. It's physical, and I think it's underrated. It certainly does feel like with the, on the back of the, the Rookie of the Years we've seen, we've obviously saw LaMelo Ball a couple of years ago, Giddy's a terrific story and played the first half this year and really good almost rookie of the year sort of conversation talent. And that's got to bode well, doesn't it, in terms of getting players like yourself a bit of notoriety when you see where these good youngsters are coming out of. Tell me about you going forward. We, we saw Matt, Matt Kenyon uh, sign today and it's a terrific story in itself. I'm sure you've got many things you, you, you'd like to talk about. Matt, what a, what a terrific evolution his game's been. For yourself, can we... Can we see you here in the future for a, for a period of time? I mean, you, you, you often, as do a lot of professional basketballs, haven't stayed in the one spot for too long. You feel really comfortable. The crowd love you down here. The lifestyle, does it suit you? It's a long way from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, yeah, the, the lifestyles out here is great, especially in Tassie. Um, the, the fans have been incredibly supportive. The entire state has gotten behind the team. I love what our front office and the club as a whole has done to build up the jack jumpers. Um, as far as what's next, you know, like you said, it's a little bit more difficult for, for import people. I think that the, the deals and renegotiations mm. tend to take place a little bit later in the, in the off season, as opposed to the local guys, as is everywhere that I've played. Um, I've changed teams and locations each and every year that I've been a professional. And for the last couple of years, I've been looking to, to get away with that and, sort of settled down in one spot for more than one year so I would definitely uh, be wide open and excited at the opportunity to play for the jack jumpers again or in the NBL again um, I think that's what the goal is at this point but at the end of the day um, this is a business it's not all the way up to me um, but as far as my choice goes I have to do what's best for me and um, if that option is here and I love the lifestyle and I love the club and it works out, then that's fantastic. But for the time being, we still have some games left to play and my heart and my focus is completely on our next game, which is Cairns tomorrow. On behalf of all of us here in Tasmania in particular, certainly the, the SEN crowd, we've enjoyed commentating your games this year and it's been a real joy. To, can I just ask you one more thing in terms of that team thing? Scott Roth, from a player's perspective, What's he done to, to galvanise this unit? Because you've all come from different backgrounds, different corners of the world and into an expansion club. What sums up your experience with the coach? Uh, well, he put together a, gr a group of incredible guys um, that kind of self-manage, and that's a big, uh, 
a big piece that he has spoken about is that the great teams, uh, they they self-manage and they hold themselves accountable from within. So I think he put together a group of phenomenal guys on and off the court. Um, and he is also, I hesitate to say overused because it's a little bit different now than from the beginning of the season when he was talking about we're building a culture, we're building a culture, we're building a culture. And we used to kind of joke about that a little bit until, you know, six games into the season, you realize how everyone's holding each other accountable and we're a tight-knit group and we're huddled up on the floor when other teams are falling apart and we're watching teams break uh, because of the scrappy game that we play and that culture becomes so incredibly true. So I think that he put together a group of great guys and he has um, implemented principles and values that have built an incredible culture that you don't see very often with first-year teams. Terrific to join us here on SCN, Josh. And we look forward to catching up with you, seeing you again live against Cairns on Friday night. All the best for the last couple of games. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the day. Well, Flash, congratulations. Good interview. Uh, he was good, wasn't uh, he? Yes, good, isn't he? Oh, yeah, just wanted him to there. really commit at the end there. Like, I know he sort of said it's a business, but clearly Josh Adams is loving the lifestyle down here, and he's been such a, a, an important offensive weapon for us. We know we uh, certainly... Tasmanian Jack Jumpers are strong on their defense, but he's been the one thing for us that's been really strong on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and he's that match winner, isn't he? And on several occasions this year with in that last quarter, you know, he's gone to half time with two points to finish with twenty two. You know, he gets so hot and he has done of recent times. Not a great game against Sydney, but he's still nearly finished with twenty eighteen points. Oh, he he's the one. If I'm if I'm looking at the Macintosh, I'm looking at Majette and Adams. I'm prioritising Adams as the import that I want to s- stick around. But uh, it's a tough business. As you, look, it was interesting. Wasn't he? He's been a different club every year. He just wants to settle down. He's been all around the world. He'd like to stay here in Tassie. But someone else will pick him up if they don't. Quick one. How many of the, the, the three that you've just mentioned there, McIntosh, Majet, and obviously um, Adams, how many can we keep? Well, they could keep three. Do you think could they mate? will? No. Uh, I would I, I would like to keep Adams. Um, Majet... You know, he look. Other people have said the opposite and said they keep Majid. It's just that inefficiency at times. But you know, it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, do they need that athletic swingman or something that a lot of the teams have got, like a Law from Perth, for example? So fascinating. He was good. He was. He was. He was. And of course, the Jack Jumpers are back on tonight. They are playing uh, Cairns at My State Arena, so they'll be must ro- win, rocking, must win. rocking down there in Hobart at the My State Arena tonight. It's hot, real hot. That's hot, that's hot, that's hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Not. I love that bit of the end. That's the new sting, hot or not. Courtesy of uh, Mitch Scott, our producer there. Very, very funny. (laughs) Hot or not. It's a segment we've been doing for the last couple of weeks now. Plagiarise from a show over there on ESPN, but... Stop saying that because it's ours now. We've owned this and we certainly are owning it. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. Uh, The theme means it's time for Hot or Not. Time to text in 0437 552535. Flash, you know the gist. Hot or Not. You've got to tell me if it's hot or not. I'm going to fire away first. Yes. Hot or not, Joel Selwood is unfairly maligned by rival club supporters. This comes off the back of last week, obviously. Joel Selwood broke the game's record holder, game's captain record holder. Knocked off Sticks Kernahan. Um, was I, prob- I probably heard more boos than cheers when Joel Seward was leaving the ground after the Cats came back from 37 points down to beat Collingwood last uh, last weekend. So, hot or not, what do you reckon, Flash? 
Uh, I don't think he's as maligned as he once was. I mean, Hawthorne fans, you know, they hate everyone, but they certainly have not been fond of Joe at the time, and in Collingwood fans, a little bit similar, but I don't think so. I think that's I think that's not news for mine. Uh, he's not playing this week, which is an interesting one, and I heard Chris Scott talk on SEN uh, yesterday about it, um, and... I don't think you have to justify that at all, Chris. Like he, if you can get 17 games out of Joel Selwood now, um, in a, still a pretty competitive Geelong team, that's what you want to do. Not news for me. The main topic, regardless. Oh. I tell you what is the main topic. What's the main topic? I, I tell you what is the main topic, and it's Tiger. Ooh, I don't Tiger. think you, myself, our good man Mitch, Mitch Scott, producing all the content for us this morning. We'll never see anything like this to the day we die. He is just incredible. I've watched most of it this morning. Couldn't get to sleep and maybe it was the Masters had something to do with it. But oh, the energy. Do you know when he won? You know when he won, obviously, last time? People forget the British Open before Jack. Um, I was fortunate enough to go there to Carnoustie and, of course, he ran second to Molinari. When he hit the front with six to go in Scotland... That I've never ever seen anything like it, and you know whether it was the locals, McElroy or Rose or what have you, it was drowned by Tiger, and the energy he brings is ridiculous. This would be the greatest comeback of all time. In so hot opinion. or not? Is that hot or not? Well, you're asking me. You gotta say, is it hot or not? It is. That is hot. This is smoking hot. Smoking hot. And I love that you've just reeled off Tiger's bio. Thanks for reading that off Wikipedia. But it is hot. Excuse hot. me. Hot. If Tiger Woods wins the Masters, it would be the greatest comeback. Oh my gosh! He looked of, sharp, of didn't all he? Time. What, about when he? what about the question, Tiger? Can you win the Masters? Do you think you can win the Masters? I do. It was just pretty, pretty simple. Hot or not, <laughs> Flashman? The AFL and its stakeholders need to do more to call out and address incidents such as what happened with Cyril Rioli last weekend. Not a great, uh, not great reading, unfortunately for. For Hawthorne fans and for fans of AFL, I just love AFL. We re- um, obviously Caroline Wilson's article about Cereal. It was really disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah, it, this is hot. I just don't understand why we still in this live in this world where we um, there's there's some form of discrimination against somebody through a different colour. People can poo-poo the comments, etc. But you know, it still exists, and I just I don't understand it. It really does my head in. I mean this. This poor young man, Cyril, he's still a young man. What is he, 31? 31, 32, and lost to the game. Uh, lost to the game. The game. And, and just, I just, it's people, sickening. Kids still go, Cyril, Cyril. Like, like you know, when you, you get your kids and they practice doing things, like they run around, take hangers. Does my for me, it was always, um, Jezalenko, you beauty. Kids run around the boundary. It's Eddie Betts, Cyril, so stuff. And unfortunately, we lost Cyril to the game before we, we certainly should have done. Is that going to, but why, why can't it still there? Can that? Be healed. Oh, not for me to talk about. Flash that one. Not for me to. It's talk not. About. Well, I can probably talk about it, and I don't think it. I don't think it can be healed. Let's no. let's be frank about it. Hot or not, that was definitely hot. Momentum is a real factor in footy these days. That teams need to train and adapt to. You're the right person to ask this, mate. That is hot, 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 hot. Sides are getting on the runs and kicking multiple goals. You only got to look at the two Tigers games yes. first. And third rounds to know that uh, leading at three-quarter time and then run over the top of him, sides getting getting hot uh, and being able to kick a lot of goals. Well, what, even what, last... What's your main thing? What do you do? What, what's your main... Oh, what, what's well, it's your so main... hard from... Uh, look, a lot of the scores against the Tigers have come from centre bounce, but um, we know now with the 666 rules that you can't, uh, you can't get a, a man behind the ball quick enough if the ball's going straight out of the middle. So 
Just need to get down and grit, maybe change your centre bounce structure a little bit. But in game, sides will probably start to roll more players behind the ball. And you've only got yep. to look at the way the modern game is being played now. Melbourne do it better than anyone. Get numbers back. And we've got to see last night's game of football to know that the D's are probably the best defensive side in the competition by yep. a long way, too, no I question. think, in terms of the yep. way Stephen May, Jake Lever, Tomlinson, how they structure up down back. They just sit behind the ball. And now it's like creating the old wall. Basically, um, sides will defend the goals with and, and that's 12, why the inside fifties, the inside fifty stack can be skewed at times. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, you know, one team's got fifty eight, the other one's got forty five, but they've lost by three goals. Score percentage from inside fifties is probably a bit more of a relevant stat these days. Uh, Radio, this one here, flash off the text. Of course, you can get involved with hot or not. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. Hot or not, the next CBA negotiation will be drawn a long drawn out one for Gil McLaughlin. He's he's signalled that players should be expecting less revenue from the game. What do we think, Flash? Hot or not? Uh, it's hot news because I know um, several AFL players, yourself included, and um, and what? <laughs> I feel like you're about to say, and we love money. Um, <laughs> words to that effect, I think, is exactly what I was going to say. Um, cash does make um, opinions about things change pretty quickly. I would have thought that's very hot. Yeah, that this that's, is this is simmering at the moment for me. Simmering, simmering now, but, but it could get very, very hot. Very hot because at the moment, I think the both parties are probably, as Gil McLaughlin said, a fair way away from reaching a negotiation in, in the last year of, uh, of a, C- a six-year CBA deal. Uh, and it's um, it's interesting because it, it, not only does the AFL CBA fall under it, but we are looking at a new CBA for obviously the AFLW game as well. So very, very interesting. Watch this space. Did you see yesterday, of course, the Cricket Australia announced their contracts, etc. Yes, yes. No Tasmanians, of course, our man... Tim Payne's uh, retired and walked away. He was obviously on that previously. Aaron Finch, two years. Well, we've got one off the text, actually. So Greg has texted in from Bell Reeve and asked, hot or not, Tasmanian cricket is in a crisis after Mm. Cricket Australia failed to offer one Tasmanian men's cricketer a national contract for 2022-23. So, of course, Scott Boland, who plays for the Hobart Hurricanes and was the hero of the summer. Uh, the Ashes Summer is uh, has got a contract, so we're seeing more of Scotty Boland, which uh, is well deserved. But no Tasmanians flash. Um, you've got a you've got a bone to pick with Aaron Finch, um, obviously a Victorian as well. But uh, yeah, no Tasmanians, hot or not. Uh, I'm going to say not. Uh, Tassie, they were what a wicket away from being the Shield final again. Well, yeah, um, no, you're right, pretty close. Third pretty close to hosting the one too. day. Um, very well, well, they would have hosted if they'd won that game. Uh, no, that's not hot. Not that's hot. A, that's a not. And not a hot. All right, then. Well, I'll, I'll uh, another question. Um, Aaron Finch getting a, a what is we now know is a two year contract. You've been a you haven't been a big supporter of Aaron's. What are your thoughts on that? That's actually not true. I'm not a big supporter of Aaron's. Well, recently, but I've, just watched his, I've watched his last two years. Obviously, he's the T20. Were you surprised uh, that he had I a two-year well, deal? Well, well, how does that happen? I get it that he's an extremely well-respected leader. Uh, understand that. Now, just won the World Cup in the T20, but a two-year deal from a guy that really, uh, in his forte, which is white ball cricket, 
Generally pretty good wickets, of course, mm. to score on. He made that 50 or 40 the other day, but come on. Rightly's been very strong in his support for uh, for Aaron Finn, well, so it's interesting. Well, well, I'm not going to argue with Jared, but this the Victorians they were refused to say anything negative about this. Well, Flashman, that is uh, for another week, hot or not. Did you like the opener? What did you think? I thought the opener was absolutely magnificent. <laughs> very, very <laughs> good. It. As always, you can get involved in hot or not. So shoot us a text or shoot us a tweet during the week if you've got a hot or not. You can hit it up at. at SEN Tazzy text in 0437 Welcome back to Jack and Flash. Got a couple of minutes here before 9 o'clock and Sammy Eben comes up with a captain's run. Flash, big game of football in the AFLW over in Adelaide. The grand final, Adelaide versus Melbourne. Going to be a huge day on Saturday. Crows, they've been so impressive. They're going to look the team to beat again, don't they? What a great competition has been again and it just keeps getting better and better and better. Love it. Uh, big one from the week. <laughs> the week, sorry, was Emily Bates taking out the AFLW award. Quick question. Do you think it should be named after a current player? I'm thinking Daisy Pierce or Erin Phillips. Where do, where do you sit on that? Oh, I think Erin Phillips is the one, isn't she? She's the megastar out of it all. What a, what a player. She, I heard she might be going to Port Adelaide Ooh. next year. That's where the old man was a legend, Ooh. What about of the shoey during the week What's from the Brisbane space? coach? The shoey after uh, after Emily did take out the award. I think it's Stasevic, the coach over there. He yeah. just banged the shoey down, didn't he? What are your thoughts on that one? I like his work. I've also listened to him on radio. Um, he's good. He's really good. Very, very good. Well, it has been a big week. Of course, you're playing the you're playing that charity basketball game. We are very excited to get some footage mm. and also some audio from that. So we'll be sending down the tech crew to grab some stuff for our socials and get along and support Flashman in his comeback in into basketball. What can mm. we expect, Flash? How many points? Uh, look, I'll defend well. Uh, I'll be a pass-first operator. Um, you will not see any mid-range sort of operation coming from me. I give the big tip. But, yeah, it'll be hard to get past. Very, no, I'll very defend. Good. Very good. I'll well, defend well against you. Yeah. I'd like to play on you. That's well, what I would we'll like. We'll organise that next time down. This <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you again for everyone for listening this week. We are very, Go very happy good to, to see have you back, all on board. Mate. Go the Tiger. Up next, though, Sammy Evan with the captain's run. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.